Namaste and welcome back to our seven-day Rishikesh series here from the yoga capital of the world and more specifically this fancy new balcony that we've got. We got given these beautiful swinging chairs and so we thought that we'd spend a little bit of time chatting with you and swinging away while Paige drinks a little pink drink. Yes, it's full of electrolytes because I've just been sweating so much. Yes. And not probably drinking enough. I feel like I'm drinking a lot of water, but the electrolytes is definitely helping. Yeah. This is the first time we've been to India in the summertime mm. and it is stinking hot. It's like 35 degrees every single day and humidity is like 90 to 95 percent. I don't think it's that much. I'm pretty sure it is. And I checked the other day, it was like 60 percent. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Maybe it would be dead. If it was 95%. You reckon? No. I don't know. Anyway, I don't even know what that means. It's hot and it's humid. It doesn't matter what the temperatures <laughs> are. Anyway, I hope that you enjoyed today's practice. Today's practice was one of our kind of like, I want to say signature practices almost. It was like a really stripped back version of one of our really well practiced solar classes or solar sequences. Mm. Um, it's kind of like one of the baseline practices that we both keep coming back to day in day out yeah and it's very simple and you can always add on different um, poses or different intentions different baths whatever you kind of want to cultivate yeah um, but yeah it's super super great base to have and what you'll notice about the way that we teach yoga specifically asana in this hatha style is that we kind of always follow the same sequence it kind of starts with a warm-up and then we do some namaskars some standing series then a back bend, a extension, a twist and a fold and shavasana. Mm. And that's kind of like the secret sauce. <laughs> if we were to give away our sequencing secrets, uh, that's pretty much it. That uh, That's how we sequence every class. It's a um, bit more in detail than that, but yeah. <laughs> if you just want a general idea, then run with it. Yeah, and so this morning's practice was a really beautiful example of that um, in, a, in a short class format it was only 20 minutes as we've been practicing every day mm. um, and so what we wanted to talk about today was the importance of ritual of consistency and of our daily routines and, and the power that lives behind them mm. um, I think for me one of the greatest lessons that yoga has taught me is that we have control over our lives to the degree that we can take action mm. and that when we act in a consistent manner toward what we want there's no doubt that we'll achieve it yeah and i think that by choosing sadhana by choosing dinacharya like these daily routines or time that we carve out of our day every day to dedicate some time to ourselves or whatever it is that we're working towards can be challenging it can be confronting to choose that to take that action and say mm. no i'm going to do this every single day especially in a world where we have so much opportunity and so many uh different things that we could choose to do yeah i think it can be super challenging but i think it's also the most incredible practice of choosing yourself every day and and just by taking you know five or ten minutes every day whatever you can you know tangibly achieve it kind of starts to set yourself up to, like as Aaron just alluded to, start to take action within your life. 
it kind of gives you this idea that you can choose action you can do whatever you want to do and you can um choose where where life takes you and i think mm. that that's just such a powerful lesson in in dinacharya and sadhana for me even though it feels challenging it's like actually just kind of practice steps for then taking the action that is really big and really hard it's taking control of our karma and we've spoken about karma before on the podcast we spoke about the cycle of suffering and how that cycle can take us down 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 into a, a hole of depression and anxiety and, and whatever that looks like or it can spiral us up and up and up and up and up toward the person that we want to become mm, totally. and so the actions that we're choosing to take consciously every single day have the capacity to move us toward positive change yeah. in the long run yeah um, but it really takes that commitment and consistency in order for us to get there it's kind of like the snowball effect mm. it starts with a little snowball and then it gets exactly. bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger the more it rolls down yeah, the mountain the more it, the more it gains momentum um, so let's just take a step back you mentioned two words then mm. sadhana and dinacharya mm. um, and so I, I thought maybe we unpack those two words yeah. sadhana and dinacharya kind of come from two different ends of the spectrum for me um, spending most of my time as a yoga teacher and a yoga therapist sadhana is the word that i use and for peiji um, spending most of her time as an ayurvedic practitioner and in the world of ayurveda her word is dinacharya but more or less they're the same concept sadhana is the word that we use for our daily spiritual practice um, it, you could think of it as like a daily dedication to yourself a heartfelt um, spiritual dedication that will guide you toward happiness it allows us to take joy in our everyday mundane tasks and, and make them a, a devotional or spiritual practice. Mm. And dinacharya is the word that we could use for something like daily routine. Mm. Daily um, rhythm. It's a, it's a, yeah, a, a biocycle. You get up and you, you brush your teeth and you do your neti pot and you take your shower. These things in this, in this order we could call dinacharya. Um, and both of them have this kind of spiritual connotation. And it's funny, I've been reading some books while we've been here. Um, and they're just little story books from Buddhist teachers. And um, in every single one of these stories, the, the monk or the practitioner always finds enlightenment once they commit to a simple life where they can take part in daily rituals in a spiritual way you know planting tending to the soil planting plants and, and vegetables and doing their dishes and, and doing their housework that work that most of us find so frustrating annoying and annoying which is for so much of us the source of our suffering becomes the source of our liberation and i think like we all intuitively know that well I don't know, I feel like it's such a, like a felt concept for me, just like, especially in our daily world where there's so much stuff to do and there's so many things to, you know, there's just a lot going on. And I think that's why those daily tasks of simplicity and surrender are so mundane or frustrating is because we're in this doing state of mind and we have so much to do. Whereas if we were, you know, um, Doing things mindfully, perhaps? Yeah, or, or like, you know, with not Intentionally, much to do. Yeah. Just more so like if we were stripped away from like our working, doing culture and we only had space to just be and to sit mm. and to do not much, then these tasks would bring us so much joy. Yeah, and like 
looking at it from this new perspective of like this is what I get to do with mm. my day yeah. and that every moment holds the capacity for us to find joy in the process of, of whatever it is mm. that we're doing as long as we can involve ourselves in it entirely and not be trying to move toward whatever's next yeah. um, and so long as it's nourishing it's not something that's going to um, take energy from us or, or take from us spiritually mm. so for us both there are many things that are a part of our daily routine from the cooking and the cleaning to the yoga asana and pranayama and meditation to the ayurvedic things like doing an etipod or scraping our tongues mm. and i think for both of us what we found is that it can be very overwhelming sorry there's lots of mosquitoes around here so i might be smacking myself a lot um that it can be overwhelming if we are given too many things at once and i think that in this day and age especially in this kind of wellness industry oh, yeah. that's a billion dollar industry everyone seems to think that the the only way to get your name out there is to buy give to to give as much information as possible to give as many practices as possible you know you could go on instagram or tiktok and look up um, yoga practice for beginners mm. and you will literally get given 10,000, 1 million different things that you could do every single day. Yeah, for sure. um, and so for a lot of people, I think that they see that and they say, oh, well, I don't even know where to start, yeah. so I won't. Mm. And similarly with Ayurveda, it's like, well, sure. you have to know all your doshas and then you have to know this and you have to change the way you eat and you have to change the way that you brush your teeth and you have to use these different products from a different country with labels that you don't understand <laughs> it's all too much i won't do it so mm. the number one advice when starting to build a, a consistent and a mindful and a nourishing daily routine um as sadhana as, as a spiritual practice a spiritual discipline is to just keep it simple you mm. pick one thing at a time you integrate it over a 40 day or 30 day period and then you can move on to the next thing. Mm. And this is kind of what the science is showing now around routine is that it's, it takes about 30 to 40 days, they call it the kindling effect, to take on a habit and have it stick. So if you can do something for 30 to 40 days, that habit will stick. Mm. Um, similarly, like, example, I didn't brush my teeth until I was about 22. This is disturbing. I just didn't do it. I, 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 I didn't like it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't have any answers for you. It Julie, was disgusting. I agree. <laughs> um, but I had a teacher and he said, this is not good. You have to start <laughs> brushing your teeth. And so I started doing it and it was very forceful. I had to force myself every day to brush my teeth. Mm. But after 30 to 40 days, I, it just became a part of my life. I got up and I started brushing my teeth. I know that's not everyone's story. Thank God. But you can do that with everything mm, for sure. um neti and so yeah neti pot and doing the nausea oil up the nose so this this could be for anything so if you're listening and and you're starting to to look at how can i live a more mindful and, and yogic and ayurvedic existence um you just pick one thing how do i pick what that one thing is you know deep in your heart there'll be that one thing mm. that one movement that one uh technique that one like if you're not scraping your tongue make it tongue scraping um 
you you pick one thing and you start there yeah and you let that thing be simple you let it take only a minute or two minutes of your day maybe it's like we mentioned in the last episode that you set an alarm and every couple of hours you take 10 deep breaths maybe it's that you start brushing your teeth (laughs) maybe you pick one or two yoga poses that feel really good in your body Mm. and you just do those two poses every day Mm. and at the end of that 40 days maybe pick two more poses to add on to the end of it Um, maybe before you brush your teeth you start scraping your tongue maybe if you are scraping your tongue and brushing your teeth you can add on a glass excuse me a glass of warm water or you can do some neti pot um, anything like that endless. the options are endless and and I don't say that to overwhelm you but it's the truth of it you can do anything with your day you can do anything with your life but what you choose to do with your day and what you choose to do with your life will determine where you end up mm, sure. and that's the power in this ritual and, and routine is that you are the one whether it's conscious or unconscious who are making the choices in how you act and so as we practice the more we practice the more our unconscious and subconscious mind bubbles up to the surface the more we tap into our heart the more we truly realize what it is that we desire in our lives maybe you want more cuddles maybe you want more naps maybe you want to feed the hungry (laughs) maybe you want to climb a mountain whatever it is that you want to do deep in your heart you can take small daily steps toward that. If you don't bring that to the surface and if you allow your unconscious to rule your life, you'll just be led by um, gratification. You know, you you go subconsciously to your phone because you're looking for some happiness or some validation. Um, You go to to junk food because you want to feel some sweetness in your life. Mm. You know, you go to um, whatever. So you consciously bring to the surface, what is it that I want in my life? And then what actions will move me toward that in the most effective manner? Yeah, powerful. Hmm. Cool. Cool. All right. Got anything to add to that, Missy? Hmm. Yeah, I think just you were kind of like expressing something that I've been expressing a lot in practice or in my classes recently. And it's just that. You know, the more that time that we spend in these states of, of dedication, whether it's through sadhana, whether it's through practice of asana, pranayama, meditation, or whether it's through um, devotion of dinacharya, you know, everything that we've spoken about in this episode this today, um, the more time we spend in that state of devotion and dedication to ourselves, the more we begin to strip away the layers of this conditioning, the more we begin to strip away the layers of who we think we are or who we are told that we are and we get a little closer and closer and closer to who we really are and what we really want, um, which is kind of what you were speaking to. And I think what I was speaking to at the start of this um, episode as well is the more time we spend in this state, the closer we get to who we are, And the closer that we get to who we are, the easier it is to act from that place, the easier it is to act from these states of deep truth, of deep desire, of what we really want, that bring us closer and closer to this state of yoga, the state of complete union with ourselves, with our souls, with the greater universe, with everything. So I think that 
Yeah, there's a lot of emphasis placed on sadhana and dinacharya and this state of devotion for a good reason. And uh, I think this is your sign if you know that you should have started some kind of practice, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, this is your sign to just do it. <laughs> just do it. And if you need some guidance, yeah. maybe you sign up to our online studio. We have a seven-day free trial. My feeling is, though, that because you've made it this far in our yeah. series, you're on day five now, you've already started this Something, process yeah. of... A daily practice and so if this is the first time you've committed to a seven day yoga challenge maybe you just keep the momentum see if you can make it 30 days see yeah. if you can make it a hundred days yeah. see if you can make it a whole year of doing yoga every single day um, we'd love to support you on that journey and we can do that online in studio yeah. um, sign up to the online studio and, and get your practice going yeah, so our online studios and our website there's over 200 practices on there with um, different intentions different time lengths literally whatever you could possibly need and if there isn't something that you need you just let us know and we'll film it and put it up there no worries at all and um, we're always happy to make that work for our loved students and yeah as Aaron mentioned there's plenty of opportunities to practice with us in studio in Berwick Victoria Australia um, or you can study online with us. We have a pre-recorded 100-hour Hatha yoga training course, deep dive into everything that we share and, and the why, the how, the what. Um, and I think I might just interject and say that our teacher training programs are really designed around this at the core. We have kind of three intentions, asana, sadhana, dharma. It's about learning how to do yoga as asana and pranayama meditation, learning how to find a strong purpose and then learning how to create that sadhana, to create that daily ritual for yourself where you can continually come back and come back and come back. We're getting excited because this is kind of the, it's the core of our teaching. Yeah. It's all about the ritual. Yeah, for sure. Um, and everything that we do, whether it's from our trainings to our studio to even our retail store, mm. everything is designed to give you an opportunity to have something to come back to every day. That becomes our grounding. That becomes our nourishment and our nurturance so i really really hope that you've taken something out of today's conversation and i really really hope that you join us here in india next year 2023 it's gonna be good yeah we'll have a few different options retreats yoga teacher trainings etc so just jump on our website see what's available if something resonates just straight up sign up we'd absolutely love to have you join us mm. um we can't wait to meet you and uh, yeah hope you've enjoyed this practice you can give us a comment um a comment something that you're going to commit to in your <laughs> as a daily practice or your right now you go down and comment and let us know or send us a message if you can't comment if it's on the podcast sites and uh, yeah. Two days left. Two days left. We'll We're see almost you tomorrow. There. Day Howdy six. Howdy <laughs> on.